Okay, so good evening and welcome to episode... 10! <laughs> episode 10 of the Postmod Pod. I'm Felipe. And I'm Lillian. And we are Americans living in the UK, trying to make sense of current events. Okay, so... Um, as we usually do, let's go to our um, icebreakers. So I always go to the only list of icebreaker questions you'll ever need. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Um, no, that's that's okay. Okay, we did. Um, we did. Who was your childhood actor actress crush last time? Okay. Okay. If you were a wrestler. What would be your entrance theme song? Dumb. Okay. A wrestler. <laughs> yeah. I can't even put myself in that position. I can tell you. It would be Eye of the Tiger for me. Eye of the Tiger, 100%. All right, let's go to the next one. Have you ever been told you look like someone famous? We did that already, did you? Yeah, you did. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? A fashion trend. I'll tell you first. Okay. Three-piece suits for all men in all occasions. Uh, working on the yard, working on the car, climbing in a mountain, on the beach, etc. That would be mine. Oh, wow. Okay, go. I don't know. I, I guess I love every, anything that's older, like petticoats and waistcoats and corsets. So you said petticoats and what was it? Croissants or what was it? Corsets. Corsets. Sorry. <laughs> This is how Felipe tries to fake that he's listening. <laughs> okay, so last time, I think you went first. Well, are we going to tell people what we're about or anything? Oh, or? yeah, go ahead. Then go ahead. Do we need to say we, I guess you did say we're Americans living in the UK. Yeah, but, but go ahead since you, since you mentioned it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't have anything else to say. Okay, so um, I think, as I said last time, I did. <laughs> I did the first story, or you did the first yeah, story. Yeah, you go first this time. So I'll go first, and you can handle that. Okay, okay. Interesting. Okay, it's just that I don't want the hotspot to die. Right, that's right. Okay, so um, my first story, I know I was kind of um, bored at the corona speak last time, but things have gotten very, very serious since our last podcast. So... Here is, here is a speech delivered by, I think, the recently elected Prime Minister of Israel. And he's speaking in Hebrew, but um, I, will sp I will voice the um, translation, the, English, the, um, the um, captions, which are in English. So, how do I do this? Here we go. Why don't you just read it to us as you're okay, playing fine. it? Here we go. Here we go. Yet there are still over 600,000 young people up to age 30 who have yet to be vaccinated. I respect different views, but there is a time and a place in which this discussion needs to stop, and it is our very lives. The science is unequivocal. The vaccines work. They are effective and safe, almost completely for young people. For the older population, they are effective, but not enough. Over 1 billion people around the world have already been vaccinated. Dear citizens, 
Those who refuse vaccines are endangering their health, those around them, and the freedom of every Israeli citizen. They are endangering our freedom to work, the freedom of our children to study, and the freedom to hold celebrations with family. Those who refuse vaccines hurt us all, because if all of us were vaccinated, we would be able to maintain daily life. But if one million Israelis continue to not get vaccinated, this will oblige the eight million others to shut themselves in their homes. The Corona cabinet decided today that as of 8th of August, those who refuse vaccines will not be able to go to the cinema, the theater, the synagogue, the amusement park, the soccer game, or any activity with over 100 people, indoors or out, unless they bring negative results from a coronavirus test at their expense. Yes, they will fully bear the cost of the test. There is no reason why the taxpayers and people who have carried out their civic duty and have been vaccinated should finance tests for those who refuse to get vaccinated. Regarding flights, people who have been vaccinated will be able to fly to the clean countries and return after they receive negative test results in Israel. They will be exempt from quarantine. But on the other hand, those who refuse to get vaccinated will enter quarantine for a week, no matter what country they will have arrived from. These actions will help us block the morbidity. From here, I appeal to everyone who knows someone who refuses to get vaccinated, persuade them. Explain to them that they should not hurt others. Persuade and explain. Do not give up. There you have it. So what was the most interesting, let's put it that way, premise that the prime minister uh, smuggled into his speech that was uh, piqued your interest? I don't know. I'm just appalled by the whole thing because... But pick one principle. One. The principle is that your whole way of life is curbed unless you get this vaccination for a... some. For, which is on the basis of what? What is the which assumption Which on the basis there? that this is like the number one killer out there or something that we have to... There's a deeper... There's a, a subtler uh, premise that he smuggled in, which is that the unvaccinated endanger the vaccine. Right. Okay, so why, what do you think about that premise? It's the just completely false. I mean, it's obvious that the vaccine is, uh-huh. they say, doesn't prevent you from spreading and doesn't yeah. prevent you from catching COVID. Yes. It, what it does is just makes your symptoms more bearable, fewer so yes. that is, hospitalizations and at deaths. The, at the end of the day, that is the essential question. What does the coronavirus vaccine achieve for the person who receives it? What does it achieve? Right. Tell me. They say that it helps you fight COVID better. So as I understand it, it minimizes the intensity of the symptoms. It's therapeutic. That's right. It's therapeutic, period. It doesn't, in the first instance, stop you from catching it. Right. Or in the second instance impact your ability to pass it should you be experiencing it and showing symptoms. Now, the second related premise is the concept of asymptomatic spreading mm-hmm. of vir- of sickness. Mm-hmm. Now, I have heard on record Dr. the esteemed noble august Dr. Anthony Fauci say in the history of all viruses, mm-hmm. there has never been 
asymptomatic spread as the primary cause of the spread of that virus. Of outbreak. Of yes. outbreak, yes. That's correct. That's and, what he said. And, and, we have a video of it. And, and many um, immunologists and epi epidemiologists suggest the same thing. Yeah. So, so if asymptomatic spread is bunk. Right. And if the vaccine ameliorates or th is therapeutic to your symptoms. Mm -hmm. In other words, for some people, it makes you show no symptoms. Right. Then is it the case that vaccines uh, mitigate spread? Because mm -hmm. if you're not symptomatic, then you're not spreading. Right. Okay. Is that, is that, is that, that how it works? That would make more sense as to mm. why they would want everyone to get it. Yeah. But once again, if it's going to uh, protect you yeah. from it, then why does it matter if someone else doesn't have the vaccine if you're protected if i were just to give them the benefit of the doubt and just think outside the box um is it the case that if vaccines mitigate symptoms and thereby mitigate the likelihood of spread um it therefore minimizes the chances that you even pick it up to begin with mm -hmm. as a population. Mm -hmm. So the unvaccinated pose a risk to the vaccinated because the unvaccinated are more likely to be symptomatic and therefore more likely to spread. What say you? If you have the vaccine, you're no, supposed no. to be protected from no, it. No, no, no. Not, but you still run the risk of catching it because the vaccines are not 100% effective and mm -hmm. they're in, in, a, in a mitigating the risk of the virus spreading or not spreading, but of having having the virus have significant impact on you. Right. After all, we know that a large proportion of those who are hospitalized mm -hmm. have received the vaccine. Yeah. In the UK, it's over 60%. I think that's what some one of the scientists on the COBRA panel came out and then it was quickly corrected. To be forty no. percent. Okay. Okay. So that that's it's as far as I understand. No, it's the majority. Anyway, it's not. It's, it's not disproportionately um, the case that the vast majority of hospitalizations are unvaccinated in the UK, at least. It's pretty evenly split. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. So obviously, people who have received the vaccine are experiencing enough symptoms to be hospitalized. So the logic would go, if the unvaccinated make it more likely to spread the illness because they makes it more likely that they are symptomatic. Then it makes it more likely to be caught on by the vaccinated, mm -hmm. even though they are vaccinated. And even though it reduces the chances that uh, the symptoms will run wild and cause hospitalization, in some cases, it still creates hospitalization. So what is the key question? The key question is f for the vaccinated, what is the rate of hospitalization if you catch it? And what is the rate of mor the morbidity for the vaccinated? Okay, for, for a government to make the case that all must be vaccinated, they'd have to show that, okay, look, the vaccines, they help, but they're not 100% perfect. There's still a large proportion, let's say 25% of the vaccinated who die. Mm -hmm. Let's just pose that hypothetical scenario. Let's assume or let's say in a certain pandemic, true pandemic, that even after you get this, vac this vaccine, which is um, flawed, but somewhat effective, mm -hmm. it, when you catch it as a vaccinated person, you still stand, there's still 25% morbidity. Then I could understand, look, we have no vaccine that is, a that is very effective. We only have a very flawed vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, there's people still dying, um, even if they have vaccines. Mm -hmm. So my 
at the end of the day, what I want to know is on what basis are they making the decision to invoke everyone being vaccinated? Is it because a high proportion of the vaccinated are still dying? What is that proportion? Is it because a high proportion of the vaccinated are still being hospitalized? What is that proportion? I want to know the numbers. But I certainly don't think it is a high percentage. Because in the first instance, the, the unvaccinated who catch the illness have a very low morbidity to begin with. So if the vaccine reduces the morbidity rate, then it's even lower than the unvaccinated morbidity mm-hmm. rate. So at the end of the day, my suspicion, my hunch, is that the rate of hospitalization and the rate of morbidity uh, for the vaccinated when they catch COVID-19 is low. And if it's very low and lower than the unvaccinated, then that's, there's not just cause to um, require everyone to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. However, as I said, if it was a 50% mortality rate, even if you were vaccinated, mm-hmm. then I would I would stop and wonder, actually, should we all get vaccinated? Mm-hmm. So that's what it boils down to to me. Do you hear that when you speak really loudly that it starts cracking? I no. think we're maxing out. Okay. No, I don't okay. hear that. What's the, what about the people in the, um, in yeah, the da- chat? David Bowen says you lost me, you guys. <laughs> So, um, no, no, no. Do they hear the cracking? Oh, do you guys hear the cracking when Felipe speaks really loudly? Okay, my next story. Picture is not great. It's peaking a bit. Yeah. It okay, is just lower sh- my uh, my level. Yeah. Well, look at that. It's all the way jacked up there. Okay. Okay. There we go. Hopefully that's better. Okay. Okay. So, so my so- sec. Go ahead. Were there any comments that are worth addressing? I mean, the the obvious one to make it a little bit more accessible to our audience here, because I don't know if they understand your long monologue there, (laughs) is that for me, at least from my perspective, is Mm. um, if this was, like you said, a plague that is wiping out humanity or, Mm. you know, 50% of people who catch it die. uh, Yeah, we, we would say even if there's a risk with this vaccine trial, it's probably a better shot than dying 50% chance. Yeah. Um, But... It's actually what more morbid morbidity rate is what one percent two percent up to five percent if you round off everyone. But in terms of if you include our, everyone as average, yeah. But our age category, it's less than one percent. It is for our age and range. And in fact, what people have said and reported is that you actually have a higher risk of being injured by the vaccine in mm. our age category. Now, than a by more dying a by, more a really yeah. interesting question would be. What if it's less than 1% morbidity for our age range, Mm -hmm. but 75% for 75 and overs? Mm -hmm. Okay, that would pose an interesting dynamic. Yeah, that would be. Right? But what is it really? It's maybe like... It's 5%. 5 to 8. I I don't know. I think I've seen an 8% figure. Yeah, it depends on what age group you're talking about. So it just gets higher, higher, up to, I haven't seen anything higher than 10%. Yeah. So, so the, but I yeah. think that's like 80 plus. Yeah. So it boils down to, For age 80 it plus. boils down to the practical comparison of the impact of castrating the country for the sake of a, the percentage of people that suffer the more, the higher morbidity rates. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to, plain and simple. And the question is, are there any leaders with the moral fiber to say, we understand that there's 5% more morbidity rate for this class, Mm -hmm. but we cannot. But the impact of castrating the country Mm -hmm. is much higher on a much higher population. Yeah, but Um, it's not not that. So you don't need to pose that question and get people really confused. It's not that at all, right? It's like, 
like we said, five, ten percent. Yeah. For the people who are age sixty-five and over, yeah, um, age eighty and over is like t- up to ten percent, maybe. But anyone under sixty-five, you're looking at less than five percent okay. death rate. So, any other comments? Well, the other comments are that there are many other things that we are dying from, that mm. like heart disease and yeah. cancer. Yeah, and yeah. if those were tracked like this, I think it was what fifty percent, forty or fifty percent of. Uh, 40 or 50% of the average person is they're going to get cancer, right? Yeah. That that's the number, 1 out of 2 almost. It's crazy. So and again, it's it comes down to the numbers. It yeah. comes down to what is the factual impact of this virus on society versus other things and what are the actions that w- we think are necessary. I don't know why we've privileged coronavirus as a treatment. As and that's a, where I think it's really fishy. Like why? Yeah. Why, why is it Why privilege being, corona? Why? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like, this is basically a flu. I mean, it, in terms of numbers and people yeah. dying from it, yeah, yeah. people die from flu every year. And yet now flu is wiped out. Well, basically, it's been pl- replaced by coronavirus. And then that's what? Fine. We're just picking it up and deciding that this is going to be the one. Yeah, that's why it's fishy. Yep. Killer. For- okay, so my second story is completely unrelated, has nothing to do with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with a a very sophisticated, um, well-trained, highly esteemed artist. Mm-hmm. His name is Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> the title says, Dr. Dre ordered to pay ex-wife $300,000 in spousal support. Get this, per month. Mm-hmm. Per month. Okay, the article says, Dr. Dre and his ex-wife appear to have made headway in their lengthy divorce settlement. According to a report from The Blast on Wednesday, July the 22nd, 21st, the super producer has been ordered to pay Nicole Young $300,000 per month in spousal support. The payment must be made to Nicole on the first of every month, and she will receive the support from Dre until she remarries, enters another domestic partnership, or death of either Dre or Nicole. Well, it's good he doesn't have to keep paying after he dies. Per the gossip outlet, the court order states Dre is ordered to pay to uh, Nicole spousal support in the sum of 300000 per month, payable on the first of each month, commencing August 1st, 2021. This means that Dr. Dre has to cough up $3.5 million to his former partner per year. Additionally, Dre will reportedly cover Nicole's health insurance and other expenses for her home in Malibu, California, and her residence in the Pacific Palisades neighborhood in Los Angeles. The former couple, however, is still negotiating the entirety of the divorce settlement. Thus, if they agree on Dre cashing out a lump sum, the monthly spousal support payments may come to an end. Social media has caught wind of the California native's monthly spousal support agreement, and people are sounding off online. I don't really care about that. So, the so point, first of all, someone asked, who is Dr. Dre? Who is Dr. Dre? That's like asking, who is Beethoven? That's like asking, who no. is Wagner? No. That's like asking, who is Michelangelo? No. Serious. No. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Dre is a American hip-hop artist, if it may even be called artistry. He is he is famous for his own songs uh, by his own right, but probably more famous as the recruiter and talent discoverer of Eminem, that other noble giant of that <laughs> field. So if you've seen the movie 8 Mile um, or the famous song um, 
uh, I'm not going to try to sing it or rap it, but it's um, basically, you know, don't don't mess this up. This is your one opportunity. It's so, a very so they want to know that. Yeah, it's not UK, so they did not. No, no, they no. Didn't realize. No, it's not UK. Okay, but it's worldwide. Come on, you guys should know this. Okay, so anyway, so. the point isn't the artist. Okay, the point isn't the artist. That was all tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's the, the point divorce. is the spot, the divorce. Okay, Settlement. and my comment is in our age where the courts heavily skew towards punishing husbands. If you're a secular person uh, without any faith and uh, doctrine around marriage and the necessity for marriage, you would never marry. It would yeah. never make sense in today's world to marry. Do you know why they're getting a divorce? Who knows? I think he... Did he... Infidelity, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And, and so it makes sense to me why... Actually, the last five to ten years, marriage rates are declining yeah. rapidly. Yeah. People are cohabitating a lot more. Mm-hmm. And when I first came here, I guess in the U.S., we we lived relatively insulated from the cohabiting sort of spheres of the world. Um, and it, it struck me how common cohabitating was. But then I looked up the statistics, and they're quite close, mm-hmm. actually, in the U.S. Yeah. and the U.K. So mm-hmm. it's, it's very comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, cohabiting is... Is increasing, and then I so then I start to ponder. Okay, if it's the same in the U.S. as the U.K., something's happening here, um, and and um, it's basically yeah, no the man system is against yeah, no man in his right men. mind is going to be like okay, I guess I'll marry yeah. you. Yeah, we've got people here saying that they got ripped off in their divorce, and oh my goodness, it's crazy. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why people would get married in this. It's just a piece of paper, right? It's just a legal mm. document that then, therefore, you have to sign over. Yeah, if you're your a, if you're a non-religious person, if you if you have no sort of association with the divine, with mm. marriage, what would be the point? Why get married uh, for if, love? If let's say, yeah, for yeah, let's say for love. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What do people say? We get we got married for love. Well, they don't mean that. It's it's just not a thing anymore. Is it a big gesture of love? To yeah, say? it's like the next gesture. The next to say that I'm, I want to be with you for the rest of my life, and this is my public declaration of that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I see. But I think that marriage is. I think that marriage should be something that women want because they want a father around. You know, yeah. not I, not for the money or anything. Because if you want to raise children mm-hmm. they are much better off in life mm-hmm. if they have both a mother and a father present so i feel like but you're it's extremely irresponsible but for you're su- women you're to- suggesting that unmarried couples uh the father isn't around no 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 that's what you're suggesting there aren't you? my suggestion is that they are not obligated to stick around. They're not obligated. Yeah. But the question is, statistically, does it? Does it? I does don't know. It, I, I do don't, know. I do it, know. Do and they stick around just no, as much as? No, they don't. There we go. So, um, unmarried cohabiting couples uh, are much higher risk of separation, and children out of those uh, unions, if they're even mm-hmm. called that, um, do do have a, a much higher risk of ending up without their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's. That's but the, the thing that's interesting, too, is that in, in the UK, at least, I don't know if it is in the US, but there are laws in place that if you cohabit with a woman, they start gain for a certain period of time, they start gaining privileges, legal privileges that are equivalent to marriage or very close. Really? Yes. Kind of like squatting here. Oh, that was. Yeah, see what I mean? I yeah. don't know. What, 
What's going on here? So, um, yeah, yeah. So if if the man were to leave that cohabitation and has children in that union, mm-hmm. he would still be obligated to pay. Correct me if I'm wow. wrong in the comments, but I think the the law books say that a cohabiting um, partner, using UK terms, mm-hmm. um, if they were to leave the partnership, they're still obliged to pay to pay child support. Child support. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are because if they're listed as the, as the father, even if you're not married, then yeah, you do have to pay. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. to be married for that. So then why list yourself in the birth certificate as the father? I don't know. You know, it's just... I think men... Well, men want to because they want to have a say in how the children... Can't you still have a say if you're not listed in the birth certificate? I don't know. Maybe you don't have any legal rights over the child if you're not listed. Oh, I see. Yeah. All to say that I can see why secular men are very careful Mm -hmm. about marriage and -hmm. commitment. Mm -hmm. And it's this this secularization of marriage is destroying family. Yeah. Basically. Mm I think think marriage should be... prerequisite before you have children this is back in the day it was just are you saying socially, there should be legal fines if you have marriage if you have children, children like i mean that would be good i <laughs> i think i don't know i just i really think that you we, heard it here first we have gone totally backwards by encouraging women to have children even without fathers like just getting mm. an ivf donor or whatever like uh, these yeah. are this is horrible it's a terrible yeah. situation so i think that um yeah, we, I'd like. I'd love to go back to the day where marriage was a prerequisite before having children, or even a prerequisite for certain job posts. Actually, <laughs> so no, no kidding. When um, in the army, mm-hmm. um, it used to be that you couldn't be a commissioned officer mm. uh, or certain posts without being married. Mm-hmm. It, oh, it, in some of the. Um, Christian circles, there used to be that kind of prerequisite. People used to know Mm. that, oh, you wouldn't really get a pastor's position Mm. unless you were married and you have children. Mm. And or at least, at least it would be suspicious if you weren't married. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, what's wrong with this guy? Mm. Um, But nowadays, that's totally out the window. I mean, yeah, anybody. Yeah. can be a pastor these days. A, a child could be a pastor. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Anyway, what are the uh, – any worthwhile comments? Uh, let's see. Oh, fun fact. In New York State, you can divorce your partner if you don't sleep with – if they for don't sleep years, with right? you for a year. Oh, for a year. Yeah. If there are no sexual relations for a year? I guess so. Wow. Oh, yeah. The BLM actually says that the nuclear family is bad. Yes, yes. Chris M. says, I wonder if this is merely an excuse created to explain away the higher prevalence of single-parent homes in the black community. And he says, most African-Americans do not feel this way. However, BLM, the organization, pushes this nonsense with their ideals about communism, too. All right. So sh- maybe I should try and avoid COVID as much as I can. Yes. And then I'll we, go- we covered a lot of COVID already. Okay. So, unfortunately, this is not to do with the UK again. This is an American news. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. So, it says, just in, the Senate panel votes to make women register for the draft. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, basically, that's it. That's the story. That's the story. Women are now, um, well, they're they're hoping to push this through um, to make women register for the draft. And it's just... 
It's crazy because clearly the feminists are the ones who enabled this. And we got to this point, right? And now I'm sure they're all like, hey, I don't want this, actually. So I've always, um, not that I've been consistent, but over the years, I've been realizing more and more what uh, damage women's rights movement and suffrage movement (gasps) and what it caused. I know that people love having the ability to vote. Mm-hmm. That women have the ability to vote. And that I was, I grew up thinking like how savage that women weren't allowed to vote for so many years. You know, I remember mm-hmm. growing up thinking this is a great injustice that was corrected. And now I'm kind of thinking maybe not. Like maybe that was a bad decision, guys. Controversial. <laughs> because it is really controversial. But um, Are you suggesting that we should strip women of the franchise? No, I'm suggesting that maybe it should go to like landowners, like things, mm. people who actually have a, a vested, like are contributing to society financially. Um, because, I mean, hopefully, maybe this is not true, but I always joke around that um, my vote is just doubling Felipe's vote. So I'll mm. just vote whichever way he votes. And I people are like, I can't vote. believe. But I do. to be honest, if you're married and you vote against your husband, you're just canceling his vote out. So, <laughs> like, what's the point? So, so it's either two acts or zero. Yeah, yeah. So, so therefore, I think it's, I don't know. Anyway, clearly women wanted the vote. Now we're in the point where they are going to be drafted for the military. And congratulations, feminists. Okay, that's what my first there one. There you have it. Anything... Anyone like flailing because of landowners? Really? Feudalism, then? Um, no, clearly not. See. Vote. We want to vote. Feminists stole my dreams. I wanted to be a dancer on top of the pops, and they got them banned. I don't know what top of the pops is. Is that like? Um, is that a? Is that like Soul Train for the UK? I don't know. Could a woman stab a man? Um, uh, I think physically the yeah. answer is yes. It's physically possible. Okay, so then. The rest of mine are all about COVID. So let's just um, do the Australia is not okay video because it's just too way too crazy. Okay. We have to show you. Let's listen to the Australia situation. Okay. It's the Commonwealth. Yeah, it's related because it's the They still submit to the Queen. Okay, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Maybe you can see it too. Play. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no-regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases and tragically the third COVID death in this outbreak, a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Across Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city shut down. And from midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. Isn't that completely insane? Like, she just says 111, what, cases... And then 
one death that day, which was the third The third death in death. the whole pandemic And then we've got to shut down. 900,000 of you guys aren't allowed to go anywhere, even for work. You're going to be sealed in. So what are you suggesting? That, that, that those kind of measures should come to the UK? So. I'm saying that that's, that is insane. Like, how does anyone in government come up with these policies? Like, that is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who in the comments section wants to see Australia-style measures? I'm enraged by in that. In the UK. And then, of course, I just need to mention this lovely screenshot that someone took of a Twitter exchange by Claire Fox. She says, uh, she replies to Nadim Zahawi, who said in, um, oh, it doesn't have the date there. But he said, we have no plans to introduce vaccine passports. We have vaccinated, as of yesterday, 2,431,648 first dose and 412,167 second dose. Blah, blah, blah. And then she says, good to hear again. Can we hold you to this? And then he says, yes, you can, Claire, on mm -hmm. the 12th of January. And, of course, now we are looking at COVID passes, which is the same thing, by the way, as a vaccine passport. Is the COVID pass. Uh-huh. So they're so, doing yeah. it. That it, It's like their their words mean nothing. I don't know why they're still in power. Aren't we the people? Uh, I guess maybe we're not we the people here because we're in the UK. Um, but aren't you guys the ones in control? Like, don't you choose your MPs and don't your MPs represent you? Is this really what the British population wants? I think, yeah, The <clears throat> it boils down to... Since the MPs are elected by the people, they're supposed to carry out the will of the people. Mm -hmm. But when they go rogue and carry out their own will, then um, either hopefully a referendum happens or a new election uh, brings in a new set of MPs. So we're subject to the, to the election cycle. When is that happening? Uh, I think Boris just won one, wasn't it, last year? Okay, so how long are <clears throat> so these we have, terms? So we have four years. Four years? It's a five-year term. So um, unless there's a no-confidence vote, unless there are other measures, uh, other instances where a snap election Well, Labor Party called. did come out and say that they're going to be against vaccine passports, right? They did, they did. So that could maybe drive a no confidence, whatever. If, if people... he loses a major, uh, uh, a major legal battle in the House of Commons, then he would be weakened, mm -hmm. and potentially an early election could happen. Um, but they did say that they're Labour is coming tests. out against the passports about the first principled small government position they've taken up in the last 30 years. Finally, right? There's a conservative minority against them, too. That mm -hmm. is right, Paul Cannon. Hopefully, they're the small minority of, of Tories. The Tories, the Tories, the Tories. Hang on, Dave. Let me finish. The Tories. Um, hopefully, that minority and the Labour and the Lib Dem uh, can block COVID passports. Okay, two more really quick ones. They're uh -oh, not long here stories. We go, here um, we go. There is someone Listen on Twitter saying that I can't think why the NHS are putting out a 3.2 billion tender for blood clot treatment. So there are these things called um, what are they called? Fru uh, NHS Fruit framework cakes. agreements. NHS framework agreements for the supply of direct oral anticoagulants for the NHS in England also known as a novel oral anticoagulants, which is blood clotting. Um, so to fight blood clots, they're asking for um, 
1.85 billion pound contract starting in uh, September of this year to, for some reason, why are they buying all these anti-blood clot things right when they're requiring vaccines? Mm -hmm, I wonder. Okay, there's that one. And then the last one that I wanted to mention is that they, the government has come out with a list of job exemptions from isolation. So if you get pinged by the NHS track and trace, but you work basically for the government, you don't have to isolate. Mm. Here's a full list of sectors, border control, civil nuclear, clinical consumable supplies, digital infra infrastructure, emergency services, energy, essential chemicals, essential defense, essential transport, food production and supply, local government, medicines, medical devices, waste, water, and veterinary medicines. Apparently the pets are much more important than we are. Um, so mm. you, you, if you work as a hairdresser and you're pinged, you know, you have to isolate. But, you know, if you take care of pets, you don't have to. There you have it. Any comments, final comments before we go into the rapid AMA section for 10 minutes? What do you guys for think of these? Aren't minutes. you outraged? Is anyone else outraged? Let's see. Labor is full of rubbish. Conservatives do what they want. You can't yeah. win labor full of woke rubbish. There's also a video here of the of the... Jillian McKeith saying no, um, no clot shot for MPs in order to qualify for a vaccine passport because you don't need one if you're an MP. So they yeah, exempted so the, themselves. Uh, the Speaker of the House, yes, yeah, said there's, there's no way we're going to permit, we're going to require vaccines to, to participate in this august institution, this august house. Here it is. Mr. Speaker, on which I have given you notice, and I've also notified the leader of the House of Commons. Uh, you'll be aware yesterday a statement was made at the dispatch box by the Parliamentary Undersecretary of the Department for Health and Social Care about vaccine passports. And there's a relevant piece, Mr. Speaker, which potentially pertains to the House of Commons. He said, by the end of September, everyone aged 18 and over would have had the chance to receive full vaccination and the additional two weeks for that protection to take hold. So at that point, we plan to make full vaccination a condition of entry to nightclubs and other venues where large crowds gather. Proof of a negative test will no longer be sufficient. Now, it seems to me, Mr. Speaker, particularly on a Wednesday when we get back to normal, that definition could equally apply to this House of Commons. It would be outrageous if the executive were to attempt to prevent any member of parliament attending this house to represent our constituents without first undergoing a medical procedure. And Mr Speaker, I raise it with you because I hope you'll be able to make a ruling on this matter. And in closing, I would just note that your 17th century predecessor, Speaker Lenthal, stood up very effectively against an overmighty executive. And it didn't end well for the overmighty executive. <laughs> it did lead to the end of the monarchy as well, I might have for a short period. So let's hope we're not so quite going by that far. What I would say is I'm very grateful for the Honourable Member giving me notice. And I've had no indication that government considers the policy is mentioned should apply to this House. What I would say, Speaker of this House, there is nothing to stop a member coming into here. You have the right to come to this House unless this House otherwise says so. And I've got to say, the government's not been in touch. I don't expect them to be in touch because as far as I'm concerned, 
Texas and declined to Memphis. So you have the right to go to basically work as um, an MP. Um, unless this house says otherwise. Right. So. But you don't have the right to go into a supermarket or something without your COVID passport. Like, what is the the line there? He's basically saying you have a right to do your job as an MP. What about the rest of us who aren't MPs? We don't have the right to go places in crowded venues unless we get a medical procedure, which that guy just called it. Yeah, I guess so. That's the thing. What, when will the British people be sick of this double standard? And what, what are they going to do about it? It's a double standard. Yep. So why do MPs have divine rights that supersede their constituents? Asks Squid Girl. Good question. Ink Vader. Good name. One party wants to take woke politics to the max, destroy British heritage, and the other party wants to give in to an Aurelian state. And unfortunately, Superb both options. parties are leaning towards Marxism so and communism. Supermarkets are exempt because, remember, it doesn't spread there, they said. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i found that the speaker's comment interesting where he said it, it ended the, the end of the monarchy it, yeah. it led to the end of the monarchy for a time for that executive i wonder would it lead to the end of the rule of the house of commons and return to the rule of the monarchy how about that fellas how about that Queen Elizabeth needs to put a stop to all this madness. That would be Assert great. her. That would be amazing for her legacy. Assert Can you imagine? her superiority and close the house down. She finally open the like, country brings up. the hammer down and says, stop devolution of the family. No devolution of Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland. Bring her rule over to everyone. Anyway, David Bowen says, I'm fed up of hearing about COVID. I am too, mate. I am too. So let's get to the rapid fire AMA. You guys have 10 minutes. Well, that's why you guys watch the rest of our videos every five days a week. We do comedy. We don't talk about COVID that much, do we? Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. AMA, ask us any questions. How many people are on? minutes. We have 35 people Cool. Thanks for joining us, guys. people. Even Um, though the internet's been bad and the sound's been bad, you guys still stuck by us, so we really appreciate you. So, here we go. Kenny Everett is comedy. I thought he was a country singer. That's my mistake. Um... There's just comments flying in. Uh, okay. The Queen is just an elaborate tourist attraction. How dare you? But it's written in their constitution. We're not going to argue with them. They would know better. Oh, sorry. So, okay. You're right. It's like I'm someone arguing about the a British person about arguing the about the Constitution to us. So let's see. Come on, questions. AMA, don't waste this precious 10 minutes. Okay, why do Lily and Felipe have different surnames we don't have different surnames uh okay (laughs) look into h2n2 and h3n2 you remember those two pandemics which occurred in your parents lifetime very close if not worse than covid and mortality rates but a totally different response 50s and 60s era okay Mm. that's a good shout paul cannon who's in your avatar question to you um Okay, come on, AMA guys. This is Ask Me Anything. Ask Us Anything. A-U-A. Yes, Ask A-U-A. Us Anything. Go. Start asking questions or I'm going to start talking about COVID again. 
<laughs> I got you, more links. I are you are you going on a holiday? Um, look, officially, um, no, we're not no, going on no. holiday. We 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 have some business to tend to and some sick relatives to see somewhere in the world, and we'll be going there. But it will not be a holiday. That's for the record. Kenny Everett is a country singer, man alive, back to America with you. Come on. All right. I'm going to start posing questions to you guys. So where are you guys uh, joining from? Where are you guys joining from? Will you rename your podcast to Listen to This? That <laughs> is an awesome name, Edward Brown. That would be good, maybe. Nice. <laughs> San Diego, California, Squid Girl, nice. Ink Vader. Wow. Ah. What time would it be there? Let's see. It's Much 9. Earlier. I think it's it 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Hi from Mississippi. Palo Alto, Chris M. Of course, we've in, we've exchanged previously. Love Palo Alto. Cheshire, UK. Nice. Mm. Like the Cheshire Cat. And the shape of their county looks like the Cheshire Cat. Did Where you know is that? that? Is that mid? No, Midlands, northern. Um... Northern Midlands. What is it? <laughs> Isn't it like near Yorkshire? Salisbury, Wiltshire, Hampshire, UK, our home county. Nice, well, nice. Norway, but from the UK. James oh, wow. Ward. Cool. Lancashire, Central Scotland. Oh, no. Lanarkshire. 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 High Wycombe, just outside London. Between cool. Liverpool and Manchester. Mm. Okay, here's a question. Are you enjoying the heat wave? How hot did it get back home? Go ahead. Oh, today was really, really nice. But um, Monday was super hot. And there's no air conditioning here uh -huh. inside houses. So it was really, really unbearable. Really bad. Yeah. So I, I missed but the air conditioning. what was the temperature? At night, it was as high as like 26, 27, I think. Uh, maybe. That's not bad, though. That's it pretty felt, hot. It felt worse. Maybe it's because it was humid, too. Yeah. 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 Okay, we got Liverpool, Manchester. We've got Nottingham, UK. Mm. We got the People's Republic of California. We've got Wales. We've got London. We've got PA. Welcome. Nice. Is it is it Western PA or Eastern PA? That is good PA or bad PA. <laughs> um, let's see. Northern Ireland. Do y'all have big fans to cool off your house? No. no. We have one medium-sized fan for the kids it's in their their room kenny everett you know what someone recommended kenny everett to me at work australian comedian who does singing routines as well oh. kind of like that bald mullet guy okay what's his name bill colin colin connelly no 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 no, no. it's not Billy bill Connelly. something bill yeah bill what are your favorite british bands okay so for beatles me for you led zeppelin beatles I don't have any, so. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't listen to music. I don't listen to pop <laughs> music, really. Uh, hey, Pickles, go Phillies. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Who was it? Pickles hasn't responded. Oh, Northeastern PA. Oh, what a shame. By the Delaware border, isn't it? Oh, no, that's Southeastern. Northeastern is New Jersey by mm -hmm. the New Jersey border. Will you have the jab to go see sick relative friends or go on a holiday if it's required to go outside the UK? Um, we will not be getting the jab, um, but we will comply with all legal requirements for travel. Um, if we need to travel for business, we will not be holidaying. Okay. Speaking of PA, what do you guys think of Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers? I watched a Tom uh, Hanks film recently. What a man. Great man, I think. Uh, great man. 
Are you going to watch the Olympics? No. What a shambles. Um, Did you enjoy that women's soccer team? I enjoyed the U.S. Losing. soccer team yeah. losing to, uh, was it Scandinavia or Norway? Um, I don't know, but I enjoyed it because it they, they were pretty and the American team was ugly. Yes, I'm an aesthetic No, it's bigot. because they kneeled during I'm the an, anthem. I'm an aesthetic snob. It wasn't about their looks. It was about the kneeling. What's your favorite TV program, David Bowen asks? Go. TV program? Yeah. We really enjoyed Downton Abbey. Is that a TV no, no, no. program? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, you enjoyed it. But I wouldn't call that my favorite. No, no, no. House, maybe? House, yes. House is really good. Frasier, yes. I love Frasier. House and Frasier. Yes. It has to be sarcastic. Yeah, it has to be cutting. And you've been loving watching clips of Seinfeld. Yeah. Just short <laughs> clips of Seinfeld. <laughs> Who likes Seinfeld? Uh, sound off in the comments. Uh, Frasier, actually. Frasier takes, yeah. The, takes the cake. I think Frasier, between Frasier and House, those are, yeah. those are the closest. Um, it is being rebooted. I'm worried about Wait, it, Wait, what is? Yeah, they're doing Frasier? another. Frasier? Yeah, it is. With the original, like yeah, with the original Ooh. cast. I'm from northeastern Mar- Mississippi. Is still gonna be around? Oh, northeastern Mississippi. So I've been to, um, gosh, what? Where have I been to Mississippi? For something? No, 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 no. That was when I was in basic. I mean, for work, I was uh, by LSU. Wherever LSU is. No, that's Louisiana State. Sorry, not not LSU. Sorry, I was by Mississippi State University, Kansas. Um, wherever MSU is, I was I was nearby. Uh, let's see. I always get that confused. Is it Kansas City in Mississippi or something like that? No, no, no. There was something where Kansas is in Can- Kansas City is in Kansas. It is. There was yeah five thousand cases of COVID in Japan yesterday, and they have banned everyone from attending any events. But didn't they all get vaccinated in Japan? Prior to today, did you forget about Dre? <laughs> Dumb. Is that a lyric from one yes. of his songs? That was a pure, purely perfect comment, Edward Brown. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Do you feel like Fraser now, James Ward asks? Hello, Seattle. I'm listening. <laughs> Do you feel like it now? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Just need like um, a button thing to. Like, cheers and Magnum Pie best soundtrack. Mm. Mm. Get the joints out for Fraser. The joints is that like? Is marijuana? that like? The actor who played Fraser's father was British. I we knew that. Yeah. But have you ever is he still been alive? to ME? Is that Maine? Is ME the the short yeah. name? For, yeah. No, I've we've never. Been, I've never been to Maine. Um, no, he's not alive. He died. Mm. He passed on. Okay, chaps, you have two minutes. Uh, two minutes for your ask me, ask us anything. AUAs. Uh, let's see. He smoked wacky backy. Oh, he did? Who did? Uh, Graham. He was also Slideshow Bob. I didn't know that. Um, What's that? The, from The Simpsons. The clown. Slideshow, the, the guy with the funky I don't even hair. remember his name, no. Um, <laughs> Ellisville, that's where I've been. Ellisville, Mississippi. Um, hmm. Let's see. Have you heard of David Icke? I have, but I haven't le- listened to anything. Um, have you, have or are you going to get UK citizenship? We are eligible now. Um, really? And I am considering it. Why? Do you have a favorite sport? Um, favorite sport for me. Before it all got woke. 
Before everything got woke, was American football. I just loved the chess, uh, chess maneuvers, and the sheer violence. So now, uh, so now I might get into rugby. Mm. I might get into rugby now, but that is my favorite sport. Just sort of, you know, face to face combat. Are um, these questions for me or you? What is your favorite sport? Go. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Go <laughs> volleyball. Volleyball. Not, not interesting. But. Beach volleyball specifically no. and in bikinis. No. Thank you Team volleyball. Thank you very yeah, much. And spandex. Team, team volleyball. volleyball is not beach volleyball. I don't like beach volleyball. Team where there's six people on the court. Oh, I see. Six on the team. Oh, I see. No, I just saying there was a big controversy over the Olympic beach volleyball team. Really? Women's, yes. The, I think it's Norwegian or Scandinavian. They were no, they said we object to wearing the skimpy bottoms, uh-huh. so we'll wear longer bottoms. And they got fined by the Olympic Committee. Why? Something like because it's not regulation. It's not regulation uniform. Um, you have to wear short shorts. I didn't know that. Yeah, not short shorts. Be like bikini bottoms. Why? Because that's the regulation. I just wonder man. why. That's what that makes it the game. popular. God bless the committee, Paul Cannon says. I agree. <laughs> Dumb. Um, let's see. If you do post about David Icke, it would make his month. All right. If you have 30 seconds to live, what? Er, I don't know what that means. Okay. So that is it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. Uh, know that we're always listening to you. We appreciate your time. Um, let's see. Oh, last question. Do you know of any UK aerospace companies that are hiring Americans? I miss living in England and want to move back there. Send me an email at postmodernfamily, thepostmodernfamily at gmail.com. Um, don't send me some weird stuff. Just send me your inquiries. So thanks for watching, everyone, and listening. And we appreciate your time. Good night. Bye. Bye.